0: You're listening to DraftKings Network.
1: Jewelry can say many things on your wedding day. As a wedding band, it can say, this is a forever symbol of our forever love. As a gift to your wedding party, it can say, thanks for standing up there with us. Blue Nile can help you find the piece that says it all and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's
2: BlueNile.com.
1: As we know, all players listen to our podcast. It sometimes Obviously. like blows my mind when I hear it too from anyone from like a team. They'll be like, oh, that was great on the podcast. And I'm like. Oh, shit, you listen? I'm like, of course you fucking listen. <laughs> I know. You all damn listen. Why wouldn't
2: you listen? Never. I better be rocking the Too Many Men merch. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Too Many Men podcast. My name is Allison Lucan, and I am, as always, joined by the Style Queen, as evidenced by the vibes that she is giving us giving off today. Friends, if you didn't know, we also have a YouTube stream. There couldn't be a better time to check it out. Oh, my God. It is Sarah, <laughs> it is Sarah Sivian. Sarah, how are you today?
0: Oh god, yeah. The glasses inside should tip you off to how I'm doing today. But we
2: nevertheless we persist. <laughs> and we would be nothing if we did not have the excellent car driving. Still, I've just decided you're you're the elite insider. XOXO, <laughs> the athletics Shayna Goldman. Shayna, say hi. Hi. I feel like Gossip
1: Girl is coming back from free agency. Like I am, I'm ready for this. I think this is going to be a twice a year. Instance oh my, and we're okay. gonna Oh, okay. With it, I think yeah. we need. I think. I think
2: well, the I people think would we, agree. The people it's been really long great. overdue. We need some
1: fun. We need some yes. fun with
2: this, right? That's right. We absolutely do. We absolutely do.
0: You changed your hair. I like yes. it a lot. I, it's very vibrant blue you. today, people.
2: Again, yeah, the gray. If you needed more reason to lately. check out the YouTube <laughs> channel, this is it. all right why are we you're gonna educate me on something i should already know i'm sorry why are we wearing the usa jersey today
1: oh um my bestie chris wanted to watch ted lasso and he's decked out in his belgium gear i got him this cute belgium reversible jacket um so after this we're watching ted lasso and we want to wear soccer jerseys for it because we watch soccer together that's cute. It's a national holiday. It's, it's a wonderful reason. Okay. <laughs> this He's is a reminder to me a- never to ask questions. There we go. Okay. <laughs> it's cute. Let's it's move. An Alex Morgan jersey. We love oh, Alex Morgan. We love her. And I got this as a gift from him, so I had to wear
2: it. Okay, so it is time. Okay, we're right. Let's right for Sarah Sivian's very favorite segment, and also the inspiration behind our newest merch, which you should be checking out and buying. Sarah, what time is it? bit o news we are in bit o news friends um first we very quickly wanted to give a shout out to friend of the pod nicole shabazz who is an elite part of the game presentation team for the seattle kraken um, and courtesy of photos from other friend of the pod piper shaw nicole shabazz also affectionately called shabs rocked out a too many men hoodie during the Women in Hockey night during the Seattle Kraken game on Tuesday. Uh, You can see that picture on our socials, but amazing. Just shout out to Shabs. We've got team employees wearing our shit to theme nights, pro women. Is this the step we always knew that we would take, Sarah?
0: Hell yeah, Shabs, of course. Now that Shane is an insider, anything's possible. We're going
2: mainstream. (laughs) Shane, your designs have come to life in the middle Of an NHL arena this is the person who hands the players the salmon to toss after they won the game so just think about this 23 NHL players walked past our gear what say you it's incredible
1: i wonder if they looked at it and they immediately were like oh yeah because it's a penalty like i wonder what the thought process was but then again as we know all players listen to our podcast it sometimes like blows my mind when i hear it too from anyone from like a team they'll be like oh that was great on the podcast and i'm like oh shit you listen I'm like of course you fucking listen <laughs> i know you all damn listen why wouldn't you listen everyone better be rocking their too many men
2: merch i was walking up to uh, one of our sets at the arena this, did i tell you guys this story and someone comes no. up to me and she's like are, are you who i think you are and i was like i don't know who do you think i am and i was preparing for her to say the person on tv and she said my husband listens to your podcast so <laughs> oh my go. god That's the icon
1: it. the star of Too Many two one hand. acceptable man
2: all right well shout out shabs we love you uh keep rocking it keep being amazing she's one of the most incredible people there is and um i will say selfishly that we at the kraken are very 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 lucky to have her um in other women's news oh hey happy international women's month my friends thanks girly pop pop. thanks (laughs) but
1: can we just like it's cute that everyone wants to celebrate the day and like wants to make their little twitter list but like it's a month it's a month. It's a month. Well, there was the day yesterday. I know. I'm so
0: Like, I have such a bad attitude about it. I'm like, don't tag me in anything. Give me $5 and get out of my face. Yeah, I, I love the, like, work. your thoughts. I love your work.
1: There's, there's 364 other days of the year. I mean, Rich was really funny with it there yesterday. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't finish this. And he just looks at me and goes, it's International Women's Day. You shouldn't do them today. You always have tomorrow. And I'm like, it's a month. It is a month. <laughs>
2: you get the oh month Oh, my God. Uh, well, yeah, perhaps timed to be during International Women's Month, uh, perhaps timed to be on the actual exact day, as Shane already mentioned. Um, it was announced yesterday, and I'm reading a tweet from Ian Kennedy, breaking the Professional Hockey Writers Association, also known as the PHWA, is set to establish a women's chapter and increase partnerships with professional women's hockey leagues in the very near future to better support the growth of women's hockey. More to come. So for those of you who don't know what that is, that is basically a writers' union um, for hockey. And they are now saying it's it's historically been geographically based, although that has primarily centered around NHL work, obviously. So this is basically saying we're going to have a dedicated chapter to the women's game, which in theory, helps negotiate and uphold access uh, rules of engagement for the media and making sure that stories get told and also that writers can get access to tell the stories that they want to tell. Um, We all were talking about this last night, and there's some good, but then also some interesting in this news. I think we're all excited that this is happening, that this opportunity is coming. But my God, and we love you, Ian. This is not about Ian. But can a woman for once break our own goddamn news Sarah, what was your reaction?
0: I know that was kind of grinding my gears uh, yesterday, but I guess he has been really good at reporting on women's hockey and women's dealings. And I'm it's sure true. there are going to be women on the board. So let me see that first. And then I will be happy about that. But yeah, it was just kind of like, come on. <laughs> but we like Ian. We like Ian.
2: We do like Ian, but it's just, it's just like the more I thought about it, even after we were talking, like, yeah, again, like, just let a woman break it or let the cha- the chapter chair who is arguably going to be a journalist we think we know who it is and we're pretty excited but we oh, can't yes. break that till it's official um but let a woman break the news. The woman is valuable and valid enough to break the news or be it another woman. Like we don't need the men to grant us the authority or the power or the spotlight. And again, I'm with you, Sarah. Ian's great. This is not about Ian. Ian, please hear that. If you're, as of course, you're listening. Of course you're um, listening. Thank you for what you do. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for what you do. This is not, not, not about Ian, but I just, would love to see women's voices celebrate women's news. Shayna, what was your take?
1: I don't know. I I feel I mine's very salty today. I feel like I'm very salty today. <laughs> let's go. So I'm going go. apologize in advance. It's just like I feel like sometimes too, it's like, here, pat on the back, we're doing something good. We finally have a women's hockey division. And it's like, first of all, what the fuck took you so long? Like, as much as you can cheer that we have it now, and I think it's great and wonderful that it is there now, it it could have been there a very long time ago. And it's not like, oh, it's brand new leadership from top to bottom who's coming in with sweeping changes because that's a different conversation. If I just feel like this there it could have been done already. And there's a way to include more women the self pat on the back of like on International Women's Day like there are 364 other days of the year to care about women and women's hockey like I am just so tired of it being like well today we're gonna give a shit and today we did something good for women like we don't fucking need anyone to do anything for us because as you can notice women's hockey has been going on for a while and the journalists have been doing the most and most of them don't even do this full time because it's not there because there isn't the support and if you wanted to change that you could change it sooner and like just elevate it so it becomes more mainstream than it is now and to support the journalists who have been grinding away like I want to see that so just when it's like for the first time ever we have this great why didn't you have it sooner and I know that's not the answer because it's like oh we can't do anything good enough but like for this no one has done anything good enough and everybody is so proud of like here take a little piece of, of rice this is what you get a price. <laughs> I don't know what you said. Piece of rice. I couldn't think. What's what's like a bread? A A little piece of bread. Like crumb. A crumb, Shayna. Shane, we need a list of Shane's idioms. <laughs> I could. I literally felt my brain just scramble to go. A what is the food? I meant a little piece of bread. Like think of Aladdin with the little piece of Shana, bread. Like it's the little called baguette. a crumb. It's called a crumb. I don't want That's a crumb. I want either a sliver of rice or a little piece of bread. Fuck your crumbs. Like okay, I said, good. So, I feel uh, salty yes. today. <laughs>
0: I feel salty all the rice days to neutralize that salt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, anyway, so we're excited to uh, see this uh, come to be, uh, we would love to see it sooner. And Hey guys, if it is in fact who we think it's going to be, I think uh, maybe we'll see if they can spare a few minutes to come on the pod. Cause we always like to celebrate that uh more bits o news um not friend of the pod tony (laughs) d'angelo was suspended for two games um for basically spearing an opponent in the balls uh shayna do you want to walk us through this and can we make sense of why tony d gets two games but true friend of the pod keandre miller gets three games for spitting your thoughts i i think it's just the precedent of the spit (laughs)
1: <laughs> and it's Hathaway's fucking fault for spitting on Cabranson and setting that bar. I would say that spearing someone definitely is um, more suspendable. You should get a longer suspension for it and it's so weird the precedents that are set. But like he did it to Corey Perry. I guess the what we can all take solace in is the fact that he did get some punishment on the ice. So though it's only two games, the Lightning literally raced to react to him it was they were like ripping <laughs> and they were I, like no. move i want him first I <laughs> protect, feel like the protect the penis protect the penis but I've never seen that happen where so many players were all in on one player. Usually you see like everyone break off in pairs and the rest of the flyers are like, no, <laughs> you can't have him. I feel like with Tony,
0: everything happens at once. Like he started chirping, uh, he returned to Instagram to fight fans again and was talking about, he was oh defending boy. Chuck Fletcher's moves. Of course, That's right. buddy, Brendan Lemieux here and they're like, posting on their Instagram stories, Lemieux, D'Angelo, 2024. I can't think of anything worse, but- It was, it's
1: the same as New York though. He did this, it was like, he's on his best behavior. And it's like, well, now he's back on Instagram and now he's tweeting and now he's getting in trouble on the ice. And now he's getting scratched because he doesn't have discipline. Like it just, it all fucking waterfalls. Is that the right term?
0: Sometimes I feel like I'm him. Yes, I feel like I'm him on the other side of the spectrum. And once you get going, you can't stop, so- Uh, Good luck with that, Philadelphia. But he was supposed to return to Raleigh. Their next game is Canes-Lightning. So interesting. He started Ah. like amping it back up before the Canes game. Like maybe he was nervous. Was he scared? Now he's going to be in the press box.
2: Oh, he can see all his favorite people. It'll be great. He'll love it Not me. He's going to be like, where is
0: my bestie
2: Sarah? (laughs) Obviously. Obviously. Um, So yes. So Tony D'Angelo is going to sit for a little bit. Um, It was news. We talked about it. Hooray. The next topic we want to just touch on quickly because there's there's a lot to this and it unfolded in an interesting way um, that unfortunately I think affects the uh, true, di- but, Sorry. but I, wish, <laughs> Sorry. I wish, I wish, I um, wish that affects the the true dialogue of it. But a video was put out um, of Mike Harrington, who's a, a writer in the Buffalo market, uh, basically shooing away a child who was there for um, the kids' day. Um, as many people know, teams will do this where they have children who are selected, shadow some of the key roles within organizations, be that a PA announcer, a play by play, a ringside reporter, um, or a journalist. Um, and the the child was encouraged to walk up and then was shooed away by Mike Harrington. It later came out that uh, the child, first of all, that the video was from a couple years ago, that it wasn't recent, even though that is when it was put out. And then a former member of the uh, Sabres PR staff came out to clarify um, that it was to protect the child from what was a very tense scrum with a player. However, then the narrative builds in that a person responded who says that uh, it is the parent of that child um, saying that's actually my daughter. I can provide context. The night before the Sabres had blown a three or four goal lead, I was bummed because I knew it was going to change the temperature of the room the next morning when we were there. After the video cuts, the staffer called Harrington out for it. He doubled down, said he needed to hold them responsible. He went on to ask Risto why he had the worst plus minus in the league and how that is the reason the team is losing and whether that was acceptable. The child was eight at the time and was nervous and tentative. This definitely didn't help, but everyone else was so great that it turned out being a great experience for her. It's just a shame that he couldn't set a good example for her or at least be a decent human being. And again, that is someone who claims to be the parent of the little girl involved. Sarah, you said you had some uh, maybe not so mainstream takes on this. What was your reaction to this narrative in general? I just think
0: when it came out too, I only quote tweeted it with like a question mark because I felt like there was a little bit more to the story that maybe we didn't know. And I do think sometimes it's a lesson. And I mean, obviously the parents said they're not really happy with the way he went about it. And when you look at the body language and stuff, um, he looks like there's a lot of like awkward guys that cover this league and... I'm not saying he's, I don't know him, but like, it looked like maybe an awkward guy to me, at least like trying to shoot somebody away. And I can see how that comes off really poorly. But like with the information we've received now, I don't know, just sometimes people I feel like just aren't at all open to the idea that their original take on something could be wrong with, I, I just think we need to be perceptive of more information. But with that being said, he could have gone about that so much better. And I'm just, just dying laughing about him asking why um, you have the worst plus minus in the league. Like, that's just funny. But I don't know. Like, I go back and forth because I know, like, don't chew away a kid like that. Like, explain what's going on. It's not that fucking serious. You know right. what I mean? Like, it, right. it's serious that you don't want the kid to be exposed to the language. And that's fair. But, like, don't, like, sometimes these guys just take themselves so seriously.
2: Yeah and I I did uh, leave out this piece which would be a very important part of the narrative which is that Mike Harrington himself did put out a statement on on the whole scenario uh again pointing to the fact that this was from 2019 um the the part that I took issue with and to your point Sarah whereas I, we all it has to be incumbent on us to realize that maybe this video was put out with nefarious purposes with it being from 4 years ago uh Mike Harrington um who is a noted grump um I was around his circles a little bit more when I was in Columbus, but, uh, and I don't know him personally, but we have the very standard, it's not me, it's you, in the apology of, I apologize to anyone who felt I was acting in an inappropriate manner. Um, so there was no real apology. And it's, I'm sorry if you were offended, always just kind of grinds my gears and that there is something to be learned in this for him too. Shayna, what was your take?
1: Yeah. So like this resurfaced because it was another like kids' day at the Sabres game. And they were on the PA announcer, and he was talking shit about it on Twitter. That's right. I think that's Didier right. Demi quote tweeted him like we loved it, and then he deleted the tweet. Um, so it like shows who he is a little bit more, you know. Like we, I don't know him personally, um, so there's only so much I can say about him. But from what I do know, he doesn't seem like the most welcoming and inviting person. And I just think that there's a way to handle that. And it wasn't that. And he could say, well, as my job as the chair and this and blah, blah, I don't give a shit. Like you're a person, you can be decent. And that is a kid, and even if you don't have kids of your own, like most people have an ounce of brain cells and can be like, hey, that is not the way to handle it. Just be like, you, you don't have to, like, get down and fucking hold their hands and, like, coddle a kid. But you can get down and be like, just give it a second. It, it's, you know, it's really tense over there. Just hang on and, you know, we'll get you to a different scrum where we'll bring you back when you when it's a good time. If that's what you're claiming your responsibility is to do, then your responsibility is to handle it like a decent person. Because me, noted body language expert, I didn't know if you guys know that I had, had that in my wheelhouse, but, like, I do. <laughs> she looked so heartbroken, so dejected, and I... Like I felt, I don't like feelings, and I had feelings in that moment watching that video. Like I, my heart just broke for this kid. So I hope that if she does pursue a career in hockey, um, in journalism in this lovely field that we all love oh so much, that she fucking comes back and just starts like disrupting shit and showing everyone how it's done and how to be a decent person because it is not that hard. So that's all. Well, that's all I think when I saw it was just like you. It's not hard to, to, to handle things. Like you're the adult handle it like it like i don't know i that that's my that's my whole shtick
2: yeah i mean we as journalists have are asked to adapt to player moods and to situations in the room I, I would certainly not disagree with uh, this reporter's need to ask tough questions or the intensity of the, the toughest of questions about why
1: you're plus
0: minus well, bad and why you're ruining the team like I the cover. on the cake to me. Why are you so bad and why is it the reason this team is so Terisa bad? Okay, Teresa Teresaline, why are you bothering the player? Okay, but,
2: oh, my, management. Okay. but my, my point remains that you can ask the tough question and you can ask yes. what you feel you need to ask. But just like you have to be mindful of the player and the game situation and that kind of thing, you also need to be mindful of there's a kid there. And I've worked during kids games many, many times, and we've had more losses than wins when I was in Columbus, usually on those days. And, uh, you know, it's uh, adapt, be a professional and adapt. And again, we can all learn to take in all of the information, but he can also learn to maybe have handled it differently. All right, my friends, and be
1: professional in his handling of his shooing. His oh, there's a professional way to shoe someone by not shooing them. By just being, it was was that's unprofessional. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard, and I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere.
2: Stop playing!
1: What?
0: Get out of here! Huh? Yeah. I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. it Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook.
2: This episode is brought to you by Chevrolet. Now's your chance to support a team with real grit. The Chevy ZR2 family of off-road trucks. The first-ever Silverado HD ZR2 joins the all-new Colorado ZR2 and the Silverado ZR2 for a commanding lineup of off-road-ready trucks. Equipped to take on anything this season throws their way. Visit Chevy.com to learn more. I have nothing to transition from that, so friends, we're just going to go right into our next segment. Um, unfortunately, it's time for another entry on the shit list. Um, we're just a bunch of angry women today.
1: Look at us, salty angry women. We're everyone's favorite stars. Uh, sorry, it's my fault nice th- because you guys
2: keep doing stupid shit. I hate that we have to keep talking about this, um, but again, we have to talk about what feels like regression in our sport, and that is another team uh, taking away opportunity to celebrate a Pride Night. Um, And the latest entry is the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Shayna, can you lay out the facts of the situation for us as we know them in terms of Pride Night for the Wild? The Wild announced they were having Pride Night. The Wild announced
1: they were going to wear Pride jerseys. The wild went out for pregame warm ups. No pride jerseys. While they did complete their other activations they said they were going to do, they did not complete the big one, the most glaring of them all, the jerseys. And why? I don't think we have a reason, concrete, but we can put together the pieces, that this year is the year that everybody has decided to pull back on pride jerseys, whether it's an organizational decision, which I think is what they announced it as, which can mean a million different reasons, um, we're seeing this happen left, right, and sideways, because a certain player decided to use his religion for some bullshit reason, um, to cover the fact that he didn't want to wear a pride jersey, and now everybody feels that they can do it, or organizations feel that they can do it, and it's bad. And as we talked about last episode, you can have Pride Night and not wear Pride jerseys and do it just fine. Look at the Colorado Avalanche because it was thoughtful. But when you promise to do
2: something and then don't do it, it looks bad and it looks thoughtless. Sarah, what was your take? I know uh on the flip side, and I want to make sure we we mention this too, there were organizations like Ottawa, and we talked about Colorado last episode, but even that uh, there was a great uh image of Claude Giroux using Pride type to to tape up his socks, uh, which was awesome. But w- what is your take on what's happening, just not just with Minnesota, but to Shane's point across the league, it feels like.
0: Yeah. And to mention players are doing well, John Merrill invited like 30 to 40 LGBTQ plus uh, people to the game, and he threw a puck to a trans woman and um, said, like, puck for trans rights. So I think that's, he looked her in the eye and gave her the puck and tried a few times. So Who did this? That stuff who did this? Ma- John Merrill. Oh, perfect. Oh so that's great. But I, I want to bring up a few things with the jerseys. It is a big deal. First of all, what if you're the girl, the girl, I don't know why I said What if you're the person who created the jersey and you're told that the jersey is going to be on the ice? Lindsay Ember tweeted and she did the uh, Ducks Pride Jersey. I didn't sleep much before Pride night in Anaheim because I seriously worried about the backing out issue. I had chills seeing my Jersey design worn on, on ice in warmups and thank my team for allowing me that joy. For committing fully to lgbt acceptance that's what we need more of so it matters to all the people that are in the jersey process it matters to the lgbtq plus people that bought tickets to this game expecting to see something and then it's not there it's so not right that these teams advertise this and then don't do it like out of principle that is so messed up
2: yeah and i just want to share i mean just again i think we talked about listening to the voices, like Sarah just read to us, uh, just to remind folks why this is important. You had um, former NHL player Tom Sestito, uh, who went and may still be going, I don't even know, on a Twitter rant uh, today, being Thursday, uh, ranting and raving, and I will read the first of his tweets that started his rant, which is in response to someone talking about uh with the importance of players wearing jerseys for a pride night. This is Tom Sestito. This whole thing has gone way too far. The gender bullshit where you have to know who identifies as what and no pronouns is fucking ridiculous. No one gives a shit what you want to identify as or who you want to be with. Just don't make everyone else play in your fantasy. Uh, And he proceeded to go down that road. And I would like to say this is probably a guy who would be pissed off if we called him a defenseman versus a forward, which again, loosely speaking. Um, But to to echo Sarah's point too, uh, this really struck home. And I I spoke with uh, my colleague, JT Brown, a little bit about this today too. His his partner, Lexi, uh, put this thread out. I came out for the first time when I was 13 and it was very traumatic. I lived in a small town and had no resources to help me navigate my experience. Shit didn't get better until college. And by the time I started to feel comfortable in my skin, I was thrown into being a quote, hockey wife. I felt incredibly out of place and uncomfortable and slipped back into familiar space of quieting myself. I have always noted who participated in Pride Night, who wore the tape, the hat, the jersey, whatever it was. I've always observed because it always deeply mattered to me. People deserve to feel safe, whether it's the players, significant others, staff, or fans. Pride Night is about celebrating that inclusivity. It's about saying, quote, you are safe with me, quote, you are welcome. I'm so disappointed by what is happening this season with the pride jerseys. The only excuse here is homophobia slash transphobia. And that's unacceptable. There's a reason that person is a doctor, my friend. She's brilliant. She always nails it. Shayna, any other thoughts on kind of the state of affairs of acceptance in this sport that we cover? This league, I should say specifically this league. I should not say this sport.
1: Yeah, um, that was a really great thread from... Lexi Brown and she's so smart and everybody should respect her and appreciate her because it's a voice that everyone should be listening to. Um, And Tom Sestito is not a voice anyone should be listening to, he was a shitty player and he's a shitty person and those are not the kind of people anyone needs in this anything. We don't, we don't need Tom Sestito's opinions. I didn't need to watch him on the ice and I definitely don't need to listen to him now. Um, please enjoy your like shitty existence and don't bring that energy out because you don't like something about the NHL. Like that does not, that does not matter. I don't care if you're Connor McDavid and you speak out, like you definitely don't get to Tom Sestito. Like, please.
0: Oh, I was scrolling Go back to whatever
1: you crawled out of.
0: Literally, I was scrolling through his Twitter feed after I saw that and it's just, Anger about things yeah. that don't have to affect him, just anger, vitriol. Just, I'm like, I guess do I do that mad too. If I, nothing
1: affects you, Tom. <laughs> do you, nothing you affects think you're you the leaves.
0: He, I guess I'd be that pissed if I only had 21 career points. Hey-oh.
1: Ooh,
2: hey-o. Angry man. But he had uh, hits see, and how-
0: penalty minutes. <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess that did it. some damage. I hate to even joke about that, but you really have to wonder if that did affect his brain because he seems very bent out of shape for no reason. Might I say
1: he's being a snowflake it's it blows my mind the people that would be so quick to always be like oh you're such a snowflake are the ones who are like legitimately the biggest snowflakes if you not just disagree with them like they don't i don't even have to hear their views and be like no i disagree i can just simply exist and live my life or god forbid i speak of my own views and they're like oh my god i'm so hurt by it like shut up
2: shut up you fucking snowflake my god all right we've given tom to steal much more airtime than he deserved. Let's <laughs> almost as move much as on. his NHL career. Wow, 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 wow. Um, Let's move on, friends, to our hockey talk here. Uh, We wanted to look at, um, again, we talked about how the trade deadline can either make or break a team, and sometimes it goes the way you hope, and sometimes it goes the way you don't hope. Um, But we have some teams that maybe we thought were down and out, uh, surprising and coming up in the mix. Um, Ottawa's been making a big push, but now they're down, a starting goaltender. Uh, But the team, we're going to talk about one team in the East and one team in the West that seems to be doing something that people didn't expect them to do. And let's start in the East uh, with the Islanders. This is a team that made some big deadline moves and people were like, well, that's nice, but there's no way. And now here they are. In wildcard one. Again, this is going into Thursday's games in the wild card one spot uh, with a point up on the Penguins. Now they do have more games played than anyone else who's currently in an Eastern playoff spot, but they're hanging around even though they've also had some injuries. Shayna, what is going on with the Isles? And are they legit? Can they truly make a push and contend? Or is this going to go back to them outside of the playoff race when the season ends?
1: Okay, let me preface it by saying I was on the vote of like they should sell at the deadline. I was on the vote of they should sell last deadline and better position themselves for the future because I think they've depleted their assets. And while I don't think that necessarily is the wrong answer, I do think this team, they lucked out with other teams losing games. It was like the Penguins losing and yes, one of those games was to the Islanders and it was the Capitals losing and the Panthers and the Sabres and it totally worked out for them. But what they've done since is what's impressive to me. Like, they're without Barzell, who's one of their best players, obviously. Um, Who knew they didn't need him? Wallstrom's injured. That's a good, what should be a good top six winger, but hasn't been used as such. And, like, they're still managing. And it's not just Ilya Sorokin's heroics like it was earlier in the year. Like, at five on five, their play is finally, like, some of the best they've played during the season. Like, they're good offensively. They're good defensively. Their power play, with the addition of Bo Horvat, is, like, popping Finally, that's an area that's been like a weakness for so long. So now that, yes, a couple things have to go in their favor, it does feel like there's some legitimate momentum for them to build up and go to the playoffs. And while, do I think they're the best contender? Do I think they need pieces, even with a fully healthy roster? Yes, did I? I like the addition of Horvat, stylistically, the contract, the ages, the things like that. I don't, the price but like when we just talk about what he brings to the fold i think it's good for the islanders when we talk about just what like pierre angval brings to the fold that's a player with speed and skill instead of the same let's have 50 guys who can be a net front presence and be good defensively like they needed more skill and they got that so all of that works for them they're not an easy team i think if they do make it to the playoffs to play against they're a team that if we talk heavy hockey right which we know in some cases you can't say maybe matter. you have to say are they going to make it or not I think they're going to make it, yes. I think they're going to make it, and I think if they're there, I think it's going to be a tough matchup for anyone. I think Boston could still kick the shit out of them, but I think that they're someone that'll give – they have a goal you can steal a couple games, and they have players who can, you know, put the wear and tear on you that they're not the ideal round one opponent. Even if you get by and say, five or six games, I think you're going to be hurting when you walk out of it. Sarah Isles, playing an 83rd game this season or only 82?
0: Slamming the over. Yep. I'm sold on them. And sorry, Islanders fans. It was so funny. I guess my article got cut off a few days ago. And (laughs) one word for every team except the Islanders. And you know how (laughs) their fans are. So they were like, oh, of course the national media is snubbing us again. And I, I played along for once and then nobody was mad. So sometimes you just have to play along. But I added a very long winded response. And I just think, but Horvat was such an incredible acquisition for them. I think that he's fitting in really well there. And I think it just also goes to show the value of basing your game around strong defense. Like, as not sexy as it is sometimes, it's like you can have players go down and in the, in the game and the way you play still holds up.
2: Awesome. All right, well guess we're in. We believe in you again, Islanders, after we all wrote you off. This is what hockey is fun for. Um, on the flip side, the team that's not having such a great time is the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, this was kind of a last gasp season for them anyway, particularly with um, the presumed departures coming of players like Pierre-Luc Dubois, who's been uh, not at 100% full health, but they are going 2-6-2 and two in their last 10 games, and this is a team that was on top of the conference, uh, excuse me, on top of the division for a long part of this season, and now they are barely hanging on. They are in the second wild card spot in the west. With 75 points in 65 games, they're three points behind the first wildcard team, which is Edmonton, and they are six points, excuse me, seven points behind the true conference leaders in Vegas and LA. Uh, Shana, what's going on with Winnipeg? Are they going to slide out of contention or are they going to be able to bounce back and look like the team we thought we saw for the better part of the season so far?
1: I feel like they're going to stay in the mix only because the Flames... As we think, burned out. Um, although Markstrom has, appears, has a, a couple words about that. And I'm, look, I'm here for him rebounding because the season was tough. It just feels like the gap is a little bit too big for the Flames to actually knock anyone out. And who else is going to do it? The Predator sold and the Blues sold. But, like, I don't see this team getting back into the divisional ranks. I think they're going to stay in a wild card slot. Like, I didn't have a problem with their deadline per se. I think Nino was a really good ad, and for not a lot at all, he should have gone for more. And Nemesnikov is a fine depth player to add. But, like, they lost Cole Perfetti to injury, and it just feels like this team never makes a splash ever. And it's like this was the time to really go for it. And you could have, you have the assets, you have the time, like, maximize this year. Um,. Like you said, with impending departures and then also like Connor Hellenbuck's having a great season. Josh Morrissey has bounced back and, you know, getting away from Paul Maurice apparently is amazing for number one defenseman. Um, but like they legitimately need, I think, a good number two or number three defenseman to slot everyone else appropriately. And the fact that they didn't go for that is, I think, pretty crushing. Um, and it just feels like the ABS we all count on, even if Landis Conk doesn't come back, to be in the top three in the West and Minnesota... Yes, the Caprioff injury is going to be concerned, but like the way Philip Gustafson's been playing to like keep that. Look at their last ten games; like they're they seem like they're going to be very firm in the one, two, three slots. Like it doesn't look good for the Jets because now if you're out of that, you're probably not catching up to whatever Pacific team is wild card one.
2: Sarah, yeah, you really the Jets about to crash? (laughs) Oh, or be grounded? I should say that's less morbid. Are they going to be grounded? (laughs) They don't have an airport anyway, so (laughs) they don't have it. I was just going to say to
0: FTC. and it is not looking good. No, I'm just kidding. I think they have no shot in the East, but in the West, they can really just bounce back. Like, it's I'm not too worried. I don't know about their odds, like, for a long run. I think is right with the defense, but I think they'll squeak into the playoffs.
2: Interesting. Interesting. So we have one person on either side. We will see. Allison, what do you think? She'd be the tiebreaker. I don't know. I don't know is is pld back or is he not back i haven't seen the latest i know it was a game time decision last game and i didn't see enough he's
0: getting there i'm not sure if he played in the game yeah okay i think if he
2: yeah i think if he can come back then if they can stay healthy and he can come back then i'll say see i don't know the points Mm, hold on i've closed that page the points the points are tough
1: like well that's what i'm saying flame steel games they're so and that's the thing like those games against dallas in minnesota that we had talked about the last episode Like. They were so important for them. And the fact so, that they won okay. both
2: games. I will say this, because, and covering a team that is obviously in the dogfight that is the West. Um, yeah, I actually, I'm going to pick Winnipeg over Calgary. I think that of those two teams, Nashville's not going to do it. I'm going to pick Winnipeg over Calgary. Yes, there you go. That's my decision.
1: Is it a good choice? Who's to say? I don't know. I don't care one way or another. Whoever makes it, makes it. Whoever wants to have a good time, have a good time. A slice of rice. It's all good. All right, my friends, we a end green, ev- a little green. We're not having slices of rice. We're having little pieces. You didn't say of a rice. little green. What did I say? A piece? Okay. I don't even yeah, know. That's a a piece. little piece of rice. A little
2: piece. Let's just. Well, I'm not slicing up. I, a piece is a green. I'm not slicing a green in half. What am I crazy? Anyway, this is going to be the <laughs> death of us. uh My friends, we end every episode with our very favorite game, and that is fuck, marry, kill. And this episode, in honor of our style ranking queen, that I still just laugh and smile every time I see a team or a player mention the style rankings or shout out Sarah to make sure they see the latest player fit. We have a fashion based Fuck, Mary, Kill. And Sarah, you get to go first as our style maven. Are you ready? All right. I'm ready. Here we go Fuck, Mary, Kill. Number one, players bringing their animals to the rank. Or adopted animals, like we could would say the caps have done numerous times, two classic suit fits, three casual, more adventurous style choices. What say you?
0: I'm marrying the animals. Like that is just you know who is arguing against that? That's just an obvious one, and especially Backstrom with his cat. I thought that was the cutest thing ever. The cat on the leash just walking along. Cat, I would just love a little kitty. And I am fucking trying new outfits. I mean, of course, that's that's the obvious one there, too. I love what the Coyotes have done and what the Leafs did before, I guess, our boy, is. Marner, messed it up. Yep. <laughs> it affected the Leafs a little too much, apparently. But I just love, I know some players <laughs> fight for it, like Pierre-Luc Dubois has taken fines to wear his streetwear. And streetwear is so in right now that it's like, there's so, it's, I just wish everybody was allowed to wear it. Like when Pasternak signed his contract, he was wearing this great outfit that he couldn't wear before a game. So we want more of that. And I'll kill
1: traditional suits. We've seen enough.
2: There it is brief to the point. Perfect.
1: Shayna, your choices. I will also kill, I'm gonna agree on everything. I think this is the third time straight. I'm just fully agreeing. Um, The suits, kill it because we don't need that to be the only option. I will fuck. Uh, Casual wear because like no one's saying you can't wear a suit like you I would assume right now like if Henrik Lundqvist was playing and the team's like hey we're. I can tell you for a fact when the team had to wear their fucking Reebok sweatsuits And that was the thing they had to do He lost a game wearing one that he went back to wearing his suit because that was his routine and that's what he wanted If a player wants to wear a suit by all means have a great time Um, And if you don't want to by all means have a great time. And don't. And let's see a little bit of personality. Will it be boring if everyone shows up in a sweatsuit? Sure, but like if you want to be comfortable before you throw yourself into a game, go be comfortable. I'm wearing sweatpants right now. Like have a nice time wearing sweatpants. Who fucking cares? Um, but I think it's the best way to see a little more individuality if we have bigger bounds. Um, so sure. And of course I'm going to marry the pets because I mean who among us want? Like I bring my dogs wherever I can. Um, When I had one dog only, I would bring Zook literally everywhere, and I didn't care what my outfit looked like because she was the star of the show. And if you wear something nice and it's covered in dog hair, who cares because here is that cute dog, and it brings good vibes. And it makes my day bringing my dog around that I'm sure it makes their day bringing their pets around, so pets for everybody.
2: All right, well, I am going to also marry pets because you can't not marry pets. It's literally like a rule of life. Um, what
1: happens to their pets when they bring them in? Does that, do they have babysitters for the pets? Are the are there- Well, I bet they have, I bet they
2: have they... caregivers. I, I've seen like the uh, the Kraken Pet daycare. Um, partners brought, have brought their animals to a game. And so they were with the partners and I, I'm sure they had like a room set aside or something like that. Um, I'm going to marry that. Dogs in the press box. It's, it's my turn. Let her speak. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to um, see this is hard because I actually like a suit. I like some of the interpretations that like I like a creative suit, but I don't want to kill the casual choices. So I'm going to. uh, Okay, fine. I'll do the same as everybody just because I can't kill casual. It's easier to kill suit, but I do enjoy a creative, well-tailored Euro suit look and i'm enjoying the hat choices that a lot of players are making Update. date so that's what i'm going to say I like nice that. job. So right. We did it. Good job. <laughs> all right. Well, my friends, that fuck Mary Kill came to you courtesy of our follower and listener, Meeks, which is a reminder to all of you, not only to follow us on the socials at two underscore much underscore man on both Instagram and Twitter, but also to let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Do you want to submit a fuck Mary Kill uh, category? We'd love to hear from you. So use us, follow us on social, and be sure to check out our links on both of our social profiles where you can find more about our podcast, our website, and of course, that sweet, sweet, sweet Too Many Men merch with the ever-appropriate St. Patty's, but every day's themed Bid-O-News t-shirts. And of course, it is International Women's Month and Day. But we ask you in observance of this month, but in observance of all of the wonderful people who make up this awesome hockey world to do something big or small to make sure that hockey truly is for everyone. We will talk to you soon.
0: Love you. Oh, bye.